Hey guys, welcome back again. It's Brandon with DIY Sound Library. Today we actually have an awesome interview with the founders of the Plays app. I'm not sure if you heard of it yet, but it's this new app out in the Philadelphia area meant to connect creatives and people in the music scene and people who need help with their projects. They need to find someone to get their stuff done, whether that be a mix or someone to, to master their project, or maybe they're trying to promote it and they need a photographer, or maybe they need a studio space. Like There's all kinds of creatives and people out there in the scene that need help with their stuff. And their app is kind of aimed at connecting people and finding the right people for your projects, for your band, or whatever it is you're working on. The cool thing is they specialize in the Philadelphia area. Um, so there's a lot of awesome locals on the app so far. And today we're just talking about the origins of it and why you should care and why this matters. Because I think it's a huge, huge improvement to the scene, something we should all hop on. And for you as the listener, like, what are you going to get out of this episode? Well, not only learning about the app, but I think you get to learn the inner workings of what goes on behind the scenes in the Philadelphia area when it comes to the music scene and getting creative with your art. You know, how many times have you tried to start a project and you can't find the right person to help finish it? You can't find the right band member. The drummer isn't up to par. Um... Your mix engineer, he doesn't fit your genre of music. How many times have you ran into these types of issues where if you just had the right person with the same intentions that, you know, your project would have went so much smoother? Um, so I think you can get a lot from this episode and you can kind of learn the inner workings of how this all started. See for yourself why it's a, a pretty sweet idea. So check it out. Plays app was just uh, finally released out into the market. So how's that been going for you guys so far? Plays just got released, yes. Uh, we're really pumped. Obviously, it's been a long time coming. I actually looked back, and it's almost embarrassing to say, but our first meeting for Plays ever was April 10th of 2017. <laughs> and that's like going back to the early, early days. Uh, so to finally have it come to fruition was obviously just a huge, huge uh, momentum swing for the team and we're just uh, happy to have a tool out there that we can share with people and hopefully help making connections in the scene yeah that's amazing and can you guys talk about your kind of different roles with this app because i think one of the big reasons why this can be a huge success is that you have so many people involved in it um not just on your team but the people who actually use the app and your Kind of the way you started to set it up with giving people value and connecting people so can you talk about that and i guess start with your team first and like who does what and how it got started yeah absolutely um so i am the ceo and i kind of serve as the product owner um and that's kind of a technical role but uh i have a team i have a ux designer uh and a software developer who kind of built the thing uh, they have been with the team for a few years now uh, Casey does primarily the content side. So when we're looking up new artists and uh, kind of like you mentioned, providing value early on, I think that's something that differentiates us from a lot of our competitors. Uh, when we were kind of doing research in the market, and obviously that's one of the first things you do when you're trying to build something like this, see if it already exists. And all the platforms and websites and apps that we saw kind of they had they had the core mission was very similar, right? They want to get involved and meet creative people, but they couldn't get traction. And so kind of our strategy around that was to really invest in the local scene and very really invest and take the time 
one of our core values is authenticity. Uh, so from the jump, it was kind of always like, if you're in the Philly market, we're going to come to your shows. Like we want to get to know you and kind of before we ever asked for people to help us and participate, we want to provide some sort of value. And so that's kind of where the blog, uh, comes in Casey. I don't know if you want to add anything there. Yeah. Yeah. I see the blog as a way for us to really prove out our authenticity. Um, you know, going to shows is great and we really want to support the scene in that way as well. But I mean, I think from my point of view, just taking the time to research an artist's music, um, who they are as a person, um, you know, do a, an interview with them and then write, like create a piece of writing that sort of celebrates that is something that I think is in, really enjoyable for me personally. And I, in, um, you know, the time that we've spent doing it, I think I've written you know, over, over 20 blog posts at this point. And I've gotten a lot of really positive feedback from artists. Um, you know, they've, they've been very touched, you know, with, you know, what Ian and I have put together and what, what I've written. And it, it feels cool, you know, cause it's also a tool for them to promote themselves and their art, you know, there, there's this kind of piece of writing that they can use um, to, yeah, to get, get the word out about what they do. And um, yeah, it's really just helps build that community. And it didn't, uh, it, it's been a growing process. If you look at like the early blog posts, it was like <laughs> me, me writing them and yeah. they're not as polished or quality. So I think we, it's all been a growing process, but <clears throat> growing from early, early blog to that, what we have now has been a, definitely have an evolution. Right. And that's huge. Cause I think that's what's going to make this a success is the fact that you're able to be authentic and you're able to still like reach out to the local scene and connect with people. You know, there's so many people I, I might message or talk with and they don't always answer and they don't get back to you or they just seem completely disinterested. And even when you're trying to provide them value and it's just really nice to see it from you guys, uh, where you actually respond, you actually care about the the music or the creativity side of things. And, you know, like you said, like writing that blog post, um, it, it's great. You know, it's able to, for something on my end or the artist's end, they can share that. Um, and it makes them feel good. And, you know, it's a, a hub where they can have people go to that website, see plays, talk, learn about their music and all that stuff. So um, I love the idea with having that blog as part of the app and part of your platform i think it's great yeah and like just i don't know if we'll go back to this in the future but we, we've kind of pivoted to mostly doing these spotlight type blog posts you know focusing on artists or entrepreneurs but prior to that we did a few kind of more generalized posts um such as like you know songwriting tips i think one was like one early on that Ian wrote was how to sort of build confidence as a musician if you're just a hobbyist starting out. Um, we sort of pivoted away from those generalized posts recently as we've focused on building up our community. But mm -hmm. that might be something we'd want to, you know, go back to in the future because that those types of things definitely add value as well. Yeah. Part of it too, uh, just to, to kind of cap this piece off is we, we wanted, we, we started writing those instructional posts and like we, we gave some like tips for DIY recording, but like we don't necessarily have the skill set in house of like, you know, uh, you know, experienced performer an experienced audio engineer. Like, so we really need to lean on the community and be like, Hey, you all are awesome at this. We're building an app. We can do that, but you guys are really out doing it. Like the, the musicians, we're all musicians on the team. 
but we're mostly like kind of the hobbyist type. You know, we play for fun or a jam, have some beers, you know, like stuff like that. Um, but I think that's something that I learned at least is like, we really need to go into the community to get this expertise. Right. And that's something I've been learning too, as kind of, I go along with this podcast is you really can't do everything yourself, like everything yourself. Like you have to rely on other people in the scene, your friends, or even just other professionals. You know, if you want to take it to the next level, if you want to get ahead and be a success to a certain degree, I think working with people is great. And that's the one thing that you guys have really figured out, you know, <laughs> we're trying, we're on yeah. our way. That's great. Can you talk about the different milestones in this project? You know, you said, you know, you kind of have this beginning and then you have like so much work you have to do to develop the app, connect with the scene to finally releasing it. Talk about those different milestones and what it takes to get there and achieve that. Yeah. Um, so the kind of the background and the, the story of how we got started, um, my buddy, Jamie, who I grew up with and he plays drums and he actually kind of was the, the kickoff of this idea. It was kind of his brainchild. He had this experience where he uh, in college was at a party and met, met a musician and, you know, they made plans to jam, uh, ended up following through and doing it. And Jamie being a drummer kind of carried his kit over to this person's place, set it up. Um, any drummer out there will know how how much work that is to do. Oh, yeah. And yep. then uh, once they got started playing, it was just a mismatch of skills. Uh, the guitar player kind of just wasn't up to the standard that Jamie was looking for or expecting and just kind of overall was not not a good session. So he, he left frustrated and uh, kind of had this idea of like, hey, this shouldn't happen like this. There should be a better way here. And so the original concept was called Jammer. And uh, we had since changed the name because of trademarks and stuff. But uh, it was to vet people before you meet up to play. And so from there, it kind of um, grew into more than that. And now it's more of like a fun, full solution for anybody in a music scene who wants to get involved. Uh, whether you're a musician, whether you're a creative, uh, photographer, videographer, engineer, um, we know that there's a lot of people behind uh, the people on stage that are making this stuff happen. So we want to get everybody involved. Um, yeah. in regards oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, it's funny, like going back to this idea of tapping into the community, that this sort of expansion of plays was somewhat dictated by the people who we talked to, like yourself, Brandon, and other sort of music adjacent freelancers. Like, you know, as we were doing the blogs, as we were talking to people, we started to realize, man, like the, this doesn't just have to be musician focused, you know, because there are so many other people in the DIY music scene that enable musicians and, and help them out. And so why, why not serve them too? In regards to, right. in regards to milestones also, um, I mean, finding a, a person to build the app was like the first thing, like I don't code. Jamie didn't code. It was right, like, all right, right, we have this idea. How, how do we, how do we make it happen? So, um, you know, he had told me about the idea and it had been a few months. And then I was driving home from Harrisburg, uh, from my previous, uh, like on a trip from my previous job. And I was listening to like a business podcast of some sort. And I was like all hyped up on like entrepreneur energy. And, uh, I gave him a call and I was like, yo, you have this idea. Like, I don't necessarily like my corporate job. Let's try to like make this music business a thing. And so he was all, you know, juiced up. He, he went, he was in school at the time still. And he had a professor who was like um, 
on the legal side of things. And he had a connection uh, who was a software developer. So we kind of reached out. Um, but there was a lot of stumbling in the beginning of, all right, how do we even build an app? Like me and Jamie put together like these ugly, awful mock-ups of like, he, he loved the dead. So he would like put the dead on like, you know, in like a word doc and just be like, this is what it's going to look like. And it's like, that's awful, man. <laughs> so, uh, it was kind of like finding, finding that team, uh, was big. Um, so kind of through the journey, um, we brought on Paul, who is our UX designer, and he is actually a friend who Jamie and I grew up with. We used to skateboard together, and um, I lost touch with him for you know however many years, probably like 10, 15 years through like growing up. Um, and then uh, I reached out to another friend from high school who did, or I thought did graphic design, and he was like, "No, I don't do that anymore." But you should get in touch with Paul. Uh, so he had the design skill set, and when he came on. He, he kind of had been working in the industry, uh, designing apps, designing websites for a few years. So he brought that kind of expertise and like, this is how you build an app. And so I was just kind of like soaking that in. Uh, I'm kind of the more like I, I have the momentum. I'm, I'm pushing the team forward. I, I'm driving the vision and making sure that, you know, we're, we're providing the value. Um, but it's been a learning process for me also uh, just getting into the whole technology space. Uh, so finding the team is a huge milestone. Um, the software engineering piece, uh, we had a friend of a friend come on, his name's Adam, uh, and he just, he doesn't do software development full time. He just, uh, builds apps on, or he built apps on the side. Um, so he was learning too. It's just been a huge learning experience for everybody. Um, but I think there was a, a kind of a minor milestone where we got the app onto this platform called test flight, which you had before. Uh, mm -hmm. Brandon, it's kind of like Apple's software testing site, but getting the app on there was big. And then uh, a lot of the blogs, I think another major milestone is kind of, it's funny when you talk to different entrepreneurs, like there's, there's a time where they start, they're reaching out to people, right? Like you're trying to get people engaged, you're reaching out to people. And then there's a pivot where they start reaching out to you because of the content that you've put out there. And that's right. been huge. Like, We've, we've gotten, I think it's only a handful of people that have asked for us to like do a blog spotlight or, or add their songs to our playlist. Um, but just having that tipping point has been awesome. Yeah, that's huge. And I think what you said, you know, with, I'm sure we've talked about this before too, is with the team. Uh, it's so hard to build out the right team, you know, whether that be with creating a band or a project you're working on, or like creating an app that gives value. How do you get the right people involved? is like the hardest thing, you know, because there's so many elements to that. It's, it's someone that you can talk to on a friendly level, someone that you maybe can give criticism to someone who's personally invested in the project. A lot of times things starting off, they don't have a lot of, you know, giant budgets necessarily to, to, to move things forward. You need the right people who have that vision and that drive and that energy to actually care about it. Um, so the fact that you are able to get this team together and actually put out the app and keep it going is, is huge. Um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. It's definitely been very lucky to have the team that I have, and this would not be anywhere close to where it is now without that. Um, I, but it, it was a learning process too. Like I had several, I think Adam's like our fifth developer overall. Um, there was one person who it just wasn't like we, we, we tried to pay him like a total of like $600 to like build the app. And that's like, so nothing. We're like, all right, 
the first version will give you 300 bucks then the next version will give you 300 or like the final version will give you 300 bucks and it was like that's so naive to think that that would like pay somebody so he 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 left for another uh gig that he got that was you know paying but we couldn't pay him so uh right. we found somebody else and they just didn't put the time in um then we found another person and he was great but uh he kind of was in a, a he was spread very thin across grad school and stuff uh, and then we finally found adam and he's just been you know badass and just kind of crushing it um the whole time that's amazing um can you also talk about the different maybe even failures or hiccups along the way that you had to overcome because most projects don't uh, go super smoothly you know even when you're just releasing a song or whatever it is there's always kind of like hiccups along the way did you have any of those and and what were what were they and like how did you come over them ah man where to start um <laughs> i mean the the obvious biggest one and uh this is something that's kind of you know deep deeper on a deeper level but uh, i kind of mentioned jamie and uh so he and i have been best friends since like second grade uh, grew up playing music together. We were both drummers, both in bands and all that. And this was his idea, um, you know, but in high school, he kind of, we kind of like drifted apart a little bit uh, for several different reasons. But, uh, you know, we had been in the marching band and, you know, all that. But uh, he actually got involved in some some bad stuff, uh, which was unfortunate. And so kind of about 10 months after starting the project, uh, he actually passed away um, of an overdose. So that was, uh, obviously tough and the biggest one. Um, so kind of after that happened, I had a, a decision to make, you know, if you looked, uh, if you looked at it, it was just, you know, do I stop this right now? Like I've been facing challenges. Um, and my brother-in-law actually, I, I, I spoke with him about it and I was like, what do I do? I put, you know, 10 months into this. And he kind of said, you know, if you look back in a year, would you be happy, happier if you quit or if you had kept going? And so that kind of made the, the decision pretty clear. Um, actually had some of Jamie's buddies who he met uh, working down in DC uh, offer to help and join the team. And so that kind of helped, helped me forward having some other people to uh, continue on with. Um, but yeah, so from there, it's just, as I look back today, it's, uh, you know, this is in his honor. Uh, this was his idea. And, you know, he's, his personality, his, his, his passion is, is interwoven through the app and through our company. Yeah. I, I met Jamie once briefly. I didn't know him well, but everything I've heard about him just, you know, tells me what an amazing guy he was and how full of life and energy he was. And, you know, Ian talked about kind of the founding story behind the app with Jamie's experience. And I, I think about that all the time, you know, when I'm thinking about, blog posts or just the app in general. And I, I really feel like Jamie's spirit runs through this whole project to a, to a major degree. Right. Yeah. And that's something that's, I mean, you know, I'm sorry you had to go through that, but that's, you know, I guess for your team, that's something that really drives you guys to make this a success and do as much as you can with it. So I guess in terms of like the drive to move this thing forward, um, are you, are you getting it from that experience and kind of like all the things you've gone through up until this point or like, where does that drive come from? Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of goes just to music. Um, you know, he loved music. We all love music like passionately. And, mm -hmm. uh, 
I think that it's almost, it's probably like subconscious in, in, a, in a big piece. It's not like I'm actively thinking, you know, every day that, you know, we need to do this for him. Um, you know, I have fits and starts of, of when, when, when it's tougher and when we're hitting roadblocks. Um, but I'd say that the music's at the center of it. Like that's what we want to, we want to, we want to make this our full-time gig. It's kind of a side project currently. Um, and, and the kind of tipping point of when we get to find like uh, what it's called product market fit kind of in the entrepreneurial space, uh, like when people are clamoring to get this solution, uh, like we, we have our first version out and it is, it's great. Like I'm so proud of what we've done, but we have so much more that we want to do with it that um, we're, we're so excited to see when that kind of tipping point comes and when it really unlocks like an incredible value for people. Um, mm-hmm. But I think music music's at the heart of it. Uh, we want to make, you know, music part of our ongoing everyday life. Uh, I think that this project, uh, you know, I play the drums, I play a little bit of guitar um, that, I, that I taught myself, but the this project has allowed me to get fully integrated into the music scene. Um, and so like I consider myself, you know, a part of the music scene as a, as a musician, but also kind of as an entrepreneur. And there's so much shared between entrepreneurship and music that uh, I think that that's where, where I belong. And with the app itself, can you just talk, you know, maybe for the listen, the listener out there, you know, what does the app specifically do for them that, like you were saying, these other apps don't necessarily do yet? And I know you have a bunch of different people, different creatives on the app, so it's not even just musicians. So there's kind of a different aspect to it. Can you talk about the value that that brings to maybe a new person who's about to download it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So like I mentioned earlier with competition, uh, we kind of just didn't see a lot of the user experience just wasn't smooth or it was like a little just off. Uh, so there's a company called Vamper and uh, some people might've heard of them. They're actually pretty well established, but it's more of like the Tinder for musicians. And when I say Tinder for musicians, it is like literally you swipe left and right on people. <laughs> uh, so when I saw that, I was like, um, that's a little aggressive. There's kind of a weird connotation associated with that experience. Uh, so we wanted to be kind of less intrusive, less aggressive. Um, and one of the key things that we do is you have an intent paired with your profile. Uh, so an intent could be, I'm looking to jam for fun, or I'm looking to join a band, or I'm looking to just explore my scene. And um, the thing is, your intent can change over time. Uh, people are going to flow in and out of different intents. Uh, but kind of having that uh, key piece of data and, and really explaining why you're on the app uh, kind of gets you so far without having to, you know, message back and forth and be like, oh, so like, what are you looking for? What are, what are you looking for? Um, it's really kind of the driver. And um, another key piece is on the explore page, we have categories and people are just grouped by those intents. So if I'm looking to join a band, uh, people are going to populate on my explore page that are looking for bandmates. Uh, so it's really kind of that personalization of, you know, this is why I'm here and having that all up front and kind of just giving that to to people out of the gate. Yeah. And like, just to add to that, I think a big motivation for us was to give people time back. Um, you know, cause like Ian said, 
we sort of want that sort of initial conversation of, oh, what's your interest level? What do you play? What kind of music do you like? We want that kind of stuff to be just immediately apparent as soon as you go to somebody's profile. And we also want to have the capability to search on those specific dimensions. Um, you know, like our search functionality is pretty well built out at this point where you can search not only by name, but by instrument, by genre, and people who match those qualifications will will pop up. So we, we want people to, who are using the app to be able to get right to the meat of whatever collaboration they're trying to do, essentially. Right, that's great. And one you, of the, you had something to say? Yeah, one of the last pieces is like, um, I want to kind of bring Facebook into the picture and like kind of the, there's plenty of Facebook groups out there within every music scene that, you know, kind of try to, to do this and, and they do a good job. Like I've gotten shows from, you know, our Philly DIY collaborative page. Um, and I think what we're trying to do is, <laughs> I think I speak for everyone, like we don't necessarily want to be on Facebook. It's not like the happen in place to be anymore. Um, and, but people keep Facebook. We've talked to several people who are just like, yeah, the only reason I have Facebook is so I can stay in these Facebook groups. And we kind of see that as an opportunity of, you know, not only can we create a niche space for the specific type of person, but we can provide additional functionality that Facebook doesn't have, uh, in these groups, you're kind of just posting and hoping for a response. And, you know, maybe the person you need doesn't see the post or, uh, whatever. So anything could happen. Um, but yeah, so we're providing that unique space uh, to kind of provide just like a home for, for these creative types uh, and, and give people the tools uh, that they need to find the right folks. Yeah. And I think it's two things, right? Like it's in Facebook, you know, it's very personal. So when you go in the music group or whatever, you don't really know their intent per se. You don't know what they're good at, what they're bad at, you know, what kind of gear they have. And that's things that are all in your app that kind of cuts out that BS that people don't know about. And the other thing is it's very kind of local to the scene. So, and, and I know mm -hmm. that's kind of like your strategy starting off is stay local with it to start off. And when you're in the local scene, a lot of people know each other. Uh, people know the venues, you know, it's, it's a great way to connect and it's very different. Like every scene is very different. So, you know, if you're using the plays app, you know, once it grows to maybe to the New York scene, you're going to have people specifically there for that scene in that area. And it's not like people out of state, different cities. So it's going to be very compatible, which I like. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned a little bit, our strategy is to start in Philly. Uh, we're based here and we know that Philly has such an awesome scene uh, and we want to take advantage of that, especially kind of now that things are opening back up, kind of just taking advantage. Uh, we've joked about with a couple of the people we talked to that there's going to be like a renaissance of local music, uh, just like people are so, there's such pent up demand in uh, for local music and going to shows and all that. So we're really happy to, to try to kind of capitalize on that momentum um, and, and kind of get traction that way. Um, kind of something that you mentioned about different cities in the future, I think is in our vision, we want to, we want to build the solution for Philly and make sure that it's creating value. We want it to, to, to facilitate, you know, the scene here, but um, once you get to a certain point as an artist, you're going to want to grow and go on tour and all these things. So kind of one of the big things we want to do in the future is if you're on tour and you like need somebody last minute or you need somebody to shoot the show in that city and your photographer couldn't make it to that to that uh, that stop on the tour, hit somebody up and say, hey, 
um, I need a photographer. I see that you've done this work. Which can you come shoot my show and kind of have some some stuff around that? And that's that's in the future. Um, there's that's a lot huge. of things that there's a lot of things that need to go right uh, to get to that point. But that's kind of uh, one of the key visions. Yeah, I think in our minds, focusing on okay, how can we scale this is almost putting the cart before the horse in a way. Like we really we want to make this very tailored to Philly. And it's kind of unfortunate because we've gotten a few join code requests from people outside the area. And we're like, sorry, like we we want to let you on, but we can't yet essentially because we want to build out this local community first, make sure mm-hmm. we iron out any kinks that might arise and like make it really specific to Philly. And then that'll allow us to optimize the product as a whole. So it'll be better prepared for when we do eventually try to scale it. Yeah. Right. And um, I'll say to you, part of that, like local strategy uh, is uh, we, we're, we're only letting people on who we kind of know and that we trust the brand or that at least that the process really is like you, you download the app, you can submit a join code request and we ask for your name, your email, your city. So that kind of gives that qualification. But we also ask for what's one music scene improvement that you would you know suggest or propose and so we've gotten some really awesome kind of tips and and that's a big testament to like we know you're here for the right reason um so yeah that's that's been a a winner for us uh you kind of hear about like the the strategy about like clubhouse and being invite only uh, and we want that to kind of be the the model that we follow so that we can ensure that we maintain quality right and it's kind of key it to start local because you can't scale something if you don't have that initial value in the first place, you know, it's, it's pointless. So that, I think that's great that you're able to start that way. And I think it's the right decision, you know? Um, Yeah. I think it's like I mentioned in the beginning, it's, it was, it's the downfall of a lot of our competitors. Um, Not to say that we've had such success yet, but uh, on these competitor apps, like there was one I downloaded called bandwidth and it was actually developed in like uh, Brazil, I think. Uh, and there was like three or four people in Philly, but uh, if you looked over in Brazil, there was more. But it's like there, if there's not that many people on it, there immediately it's like, all right, well, this isn't like a thing here, so I'm, it's not going to be successful. Uh, so kind of right. harn- harnessing that, making sure that uh, you know our population here represents the people and the community here in Philly, and then also making sure that anybody on here is going to be able to find somebody who can help them. Uh, so we're kind of still growing. Obviously, we just we just launched about actually a week ago today, um, but really making sure that we're um, we, we need help from the community to grow as well. You know, we're, we're kind of trying to grow by referral. Uh, so like Brandon, you're you're one of our VIPs and we want you to invite, you know, uh, your team members from Not Gary and other other projects that you've been a part of. Uh, so that's the that's the strategy. Hell yeah, I love it. Um, one thing, one aspect of this on the consumer end is, you know, the advertising and how the apps monetize. And I think that's one thing that turned me off from one of the apps I used. I think it was called Bandmix. Um, you basically had to pay to connect with people and, you know, it just didn't work. You know, people in the music scene are not going to pay to connect with someone or at least not at the large. They don't want to have to deal with that. It's easy enough to go to that Facebook group and just type in a post and then you'll get tons of replies for free. So I think, you know, what you're doing starting off, you're you're sensitive to that, right? Like you understand mm-hmm. these things that, you know, a consumer isn't going to come on the app 
see a bunch of ads and then bounce. And that's not what you're doing. And I think that's great too, that you're able to, to see that and actually give value to the people using it, you know? Yeah. I think that something that I thought about, or I've been thinking about kind of all along is like, we're not necessarily in it for money. Like the, the business side of things, like we need to address um, and we need to have a plan. Uh, but that's not the initial reason. Like we didn't get into this to, to start a big business and, you know, sell the company off in the future. Um, we really like providing that value to our musicians and creatives on the app is first and, you know, monetization is going to be second. But if, if we can't unlock value through our app for people, they're not going to pay for it and it's not going to be a sustainable business. So exactly. we have to, we have to provide that value. And once we provide the value, uh, the money will follow. 100%. Sorry. I think you cut out there for a sec. Um, another aspect of this app is changing as things go, right? So can you talk about how things evolve with the app going into the future, especially in like a post COVID world and how things are always changing in society with playing live music and how the app kind of evolves to that? Yeah, sure. Um, I think that it's a big question. Uh, there's a ton of different directions that we could go in. Um, so it's really like we are providing this core functionality of being able to find the people that you need, right? Um, but then it goes to the question of, all right, well, like, can I, people come and ask us questions like, oh, well, can I post my shows on here? Or, oh, can I do this? Or can I do that? Um, you know, there's been like, we've had ideas of like, you know, borrowing gear if, you know, you need something last minute or, you know, finding teachers and finding, um, different, different, uh, opportunities there. So there's, there's a ton of different directions we could go. Uh, but, um, I think the first thing that we want to do is just acknowledge, uh, how big shows are to musicians and creatives, like, Everybody, the epitome of music is performing, and that's what is so important. I think that we, our next major feature is going to be uh, show posters. So we're going to have a feed within the app uh, where you can just, anybody on the app can post a show that their band is playing, and it'll show up in one consolidated feed. Uh, so we kind of see this uh, being a differentiator for us because if you think about like Instagram, you know, people are posting shows there all the time. But that's kind of it's Instagram is combined with so many other things. And like, you kind of have to find the bands that you want to follow in order to see those posts. Uh, so right. this, this show poster feed is going to be public. So any band can post their flyer. Uh, and then you can go and just scroll. You can say, Hey, I want to go see music. It's Friday night. Um, rather than having to scour Facebook events or go to venue websites, uh, the people can just self post where they're playing. I, I think when, when talking to creatives, uh, there's there's no shortage of the ways that that people try to promote their shows. They'll post to anywhere that they can get their hands on, and so uh, we kind of see this as uh, pretty much a concise a concise place. And we hope that it can be, um, you know, the source of truth for a lot of people. Love it, love it. One sort of other venture that we've been working on recently is we've launched a DIY playlist um, that's been in collaboration with Olivia Farkas from Eclectica Division. Um, she's an artist management company, Philly-based. Um, she's great. Um, and we, we, we've we been talking to her. We talked to her for the blog a while back. And we just had this idea of why don't we 
sort of lift up and celebrate the music community in this additional way of, you know, putting this playlist together. Um, and it, it's been great. We've gotten a, a ton of songs on there. Um, we've gotten some organic outreach from artists who have come across it in one way or another and requested that their songs be added. So that's been huge. Um, and we're kind of envisioning that as sort of an evergreen um, thing for us where we'll have this playlist, we'll continue to add to it. And then down the line, we are potentially looking to build out more kind of smaller, more, I guess, theme organized playlists um, that are, you know, more kind of curated. Um, so there's room for expansion there. But that's just been another way to sort of um, live out the mission of the app, so to speak, in in kind of this different format. Right. That's amazing. Yeah, I think one of my songs, uh, Autumn Deer, was on that. Yes. So thank you so much for accepting it. <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's a great and song. I, I found a few bands through that uh, playlist that actually sound great. And I've, I'm now like a fan of them. You know, it's it's great. It's awesome. Yeah, that's the uh, that's at the spirit of what we're trying to do. Um, one other big thing that I really want to mention, um, and it's it's really important, is we are growing. Like we we have an app and it's, it's awesome. We love it, but like we need support from the local community. Uh, and that goes back to kind of this whole, this whole vision of what we're trying to do. We're not going to be successful unless we get buy-in and traction with our community. And so we kind of, we've talked about our strategy and, and making sure that we start local and supporting. Um, but anybody who downloads the app, get in touch with us. Like we want to hear from you. We want to know like how we can make the experience better for our users and share it, share it with your friends. Uh, that's, that's going to help us more than you even can imagine. Uh, sharing, uh, your, sharing the code out that we assign to you with your friends and, and spreading the app organically is going to help with our quality and really kind of get momentum going. Um, mm -hmm. In the, in the company's future, you know, we're going to have to start thinking about the business side of things and start having to um, really kind of tackle that. And we need momentum. We need some data points that you know only the community can provide us because um, we can't be successful without without the community. Hundred percent. Yeah, I love what you said before about how the live shows are a huge part of that. Um, you know, that's that's like bands and musicians, bread and butter. That's how they make their money. That's how they promote themselves, and that's how people find out about them. Still, you know, that local one on one. Hey, check out this song. Hey, check out that band is really the way things spread, you know? Right. Yeah. And uh, kind of one of the other key things that we're hoping to do in the future, um, you know, COVID permitting is putting on a show of our own uh, to kind of celebrate the launch. Um, you know, we're, we're live, we are, um, but we haven't quite like invested in the whole marketing piece because uh, we're trying to grow so organically. Uh, but we'd love to put a show together and, you know, feature some of the, the people that we've gotten to know. And we know that they're so talented and we want to share their, their art. And uh, so putting on a show is definitely in our future. I think Brandon, you and I have discussed uh, potential like live podcasting there. Uh, so I'm really excited to see what comes out of that, uh, that idea. Yeah, that would be amazing. I know potentially one or two venues you could do it at. Um, that would be sick. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Cool. All right. Well, that's that's pretty much everything I had. Thank you guys so much for hopping on here. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I think the app's awesome and it has tons of potential, especially as you know people get back into playing music and playing live shows with the local scene. So thank you. 
Yeah, uh, follow us on Instagram. We're plays underscore music, and we are have that Spotify playlist. It is called uh, Philly Music slash DIY Scene by Plays and Eclectica Division. It's kind of a long name, but uh, you can, if you if you uh, follow us on Instagram or go on our website, uh, we'll be promoting it there. So check yeah. it out. Follow, like, and subscribe. Give us a download right. on the App Store. Leave us a five star review. That helps a lot. Yeah, the reviews are huge, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Please. Yes. We can't wait to hear from you. And it's currently only available for Apple, right? Yeah. Um, and I, it's actually a funny story because I'm not an, an iPhone user. Uh, I have an Android. But um, when you're bootstrapping, you kind of have to go with where uh, your team skill set lies. Uh, so we have an iOS developer and he's built a killer app. So um, we'll get to Android eventually. And like the, the people out there who have Android... I am suffering just as much as you are. I have to use a little uh, old iPhone that, you know, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Brandon's on uh, Android. So we'll get there eventually. Coming soon. 2021. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brandon. It was really great being here. Um, It's kind of a little mini dream come true. uh, Yeah, thank you so much, Brandon. Feature on the podcast. No problem. It's great having you guys. Talk to you soon. All right. Have a good day. All right. Take care. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brandon. It was really great being here. Um, it's kind of a little mini dream come true, uh, being being featured feature on a podcast. No problems. Great having you guys. Talk to you soon. All right. Have a good day. Thanks.